0: Hello,
1: you're welcome to the Uncommon Woman Conference 2021, themed, audacious, living, fearless. The message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Jesus House. God bless and enjoy the message.
0: Hayley Molenda is a multi-award-winning international speaker, author, and change agent who has spoken to thousands of people across the world sharing her story. At the age of 18, Haley published her award-winning book, The ABCs to Student Success. She focuses on giving tips and strategies on how to sustain a healthy mental well-being after facing different trials and tribulations. Haley works with FTSE 100 and Fortune 50 clients, consulting C suite leaders, helping implement change and strategy within their teams and corporations. Her insight has been used to help government officials and the Commonwealth Secretariat to have a greater understanding of well being for the next generation. Haley's work and clientele include Microsoft, Unilever, JP Morgan, Facebook, Teach First, and the Cabinet Office. Haley's desire is to see young people live impactful and meaningful lives. Put your hands together in a bold, audacious welcome to our keynote speaker, Haley Melenda.
2: Good morning, ladies, and welcome to this amazing, audacious conversation. I am not alone. I am here with Haley Melinda. Welcome, Haley.
1: Thank you. Welcome. Oh, I was gonna say welcome. Can you imagine? <laughs> Thank you for having me.
2: <laughs> you are most welcome. Okay, so in this audacious question, I have got loads of questions for you, so I'm okay. just gonna kick straight into it. So my first question, Hayley, is, could you briefly tell us about
1: who you are at your core and what you represent? Who I am at my core? Okay, so on paper, Um, I'm an international speaker, I'm an author and now a music artist. And um, I've had the opportunity to really be blessed to travel around the world. So I've worked with some of the greatest organisations running keynote presentations, working with their senior leaders. So I've worked with the likes of the Cabinet Office, Commonwealth, um, Unilever Microsoft. I've worked with KPMG, JP Morgan. So there is quite a rota. Um, I've got a different roster, should I say, of clientele, which is more corporate. And I've also had the opportunity to to speak with Cambridge University and just different schools around the world in America, in the UK, and also in Uganda, where my mum is from. So yeah, that's what I do on paper. But in terms of who Haley is, Hale, should I say, I am a Jesus lover, 110%. But most importantly, I would say that I'm, I literally always say that when God, I don't know if people remember this challenge where uh, people used to get like pots of pans and put, you know, like water and say, okay, when God created me, he put cuteness, he put this. I always say, you know, that there's beauty, there's, you know, dancing ability, singing, rapping, speaking. But I always say the big bowl is energy. I'm a big ball of energy. I have energy for days. Like I can be the type of person, I'm the last person to leave the dance floor. And people are always like, Hayley, where do you get your energy from? I'm like, it's Jesus, he made me that way. So um, yeah, in terms of the core who I, who I am, Hales, Hales is a lover. I love hard um, because I ultimately believe that there's no way you can come and say Jesus is who I'm representing. I'm not representing love. So that is, that is the core of me. It's love. It's always love. Come on. I love that.
2: Now, I want to know, you mentioned about Jesus. You mentioned about your, your core being love. Tell us about your relationship with God and how it began.
1: OK, so. You know, this is the testimony, the famous testimony. And like my testimony, I, I'm i always so happy when I share it because I got saved at a speaking engagement. So prior, I was speaking prior to, you know, getting saved. And, you know, before getting saved, I was actually doing quite well for myself. I had, you know, worked with still some big people. I'd been recognized as one of the most influential black entrepreneurs in the country um, by 10 Downing Street, Mayor of London. I had been in the Huffington Post. I had been on TV. Um, I had been doing different things, but you know, I wasn't at peace. I didn't have peace. I was always um, looking for something. So I used to drink, I used to smoke. I was doing a lot of things that were trying to fulfill that peace, but I didn't have the peace within me. And I remember getting this uh, person from school saying, oh, I'd love for you to speak at this youth conference we're doing. So when I said youth conference, I said, what type of youth conference? Cause I was so against the church. And she goes, oh, just a youth, ch- just a youth conference. I said, "This is a setup." So I remember her. I sent the photos. Said, "Okay, cool. If it's just a youth conference, I'm passionate about young people. If it's just a youth conference, then I'll speak." Then I remember she sent my promo back, and I saw um, the the scripture. Where it says, "You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood." I said, "This is a setup. Why is there a scripture on this thing?" <laughs> And I asked her, is this a church event? She goes, no, it's not. But we just put scripture there because it's meant to be inspired, because that's the theme of the conference something because it was called A Chosen Generation. Mm-hmm. I said, cool, whatever, I left it. So I remember I went to the church. I remember when I went to the church um, and, and the, the address was Elevation Point. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, I've gone to the church now. Elevation point. I'm thinking, oh, it's just a building. It's not a church, because obviously, if it's something like Jesus House or something, no disrespect, but if Jesus House invited me back in the day, I don't go in. because as soon as I saw Jesus, I'm like, this is a church. <laughs> this ain't where I want to be. <laughs> so as soon as I saw Elevation Point, I was like, okay, this is this ain't the church. Come, let me go. Um, I went in, and I remember seeing a big cross, and I was cross no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> i was very angry i saw that cross and said is this yo you're christian you're lying you told me it wasn't that so i was still looking at her like i said sis you told me this was a church event she goes uh, it's just a you've got i said uh uh-uh, uh-uh. i said cool i was about to walk out but i was with my best friend and my best friend said hayley it'll be so unprofessional of you if you come here for a speaking engagement they've seen you mm-hmm. and then you just walk out yeah firm it i said okay i'm gonna firm it and I walk in now and I remember just feeling something in the atmosphere, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I remember I go up to speak now, so you can imagine I'm speaking. And as I'm speaking, I just feel like there's something that's overcome me and taken control of my speaking engagement. So prior to that, I'd never mentioned God in my speaking engagement. And until this day, I still remember what I said. I remember I was speaking, and I speak about something completely, completely different. And I remember saying to myself, I just remember something in me saying, you need to share this. And I said, it's so funny how many of us wouldn't leave our phone, we don't leave our house with our phones dead, but we leave with our spirits dead because we don't pray before we leave the house. Oof. Oof. Okay. And okay. obviously I'm listening to myself like, Hayley, who's saying this to you? What what do you what do you even mean? Like, where <laughs> are you getting this stuff? Where are you getting this <laughs> from? I don't even say this to myself. But I just knew that there was something speaking through me. Come of course, on. at the time I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. So whilst I'm speaking, so you can know you know, like, like how we're on the stage now and there's lights. Yeah. And obviously on the audience here it's dark. Yeah. Um I can't see anything right now, right? Because stark, this is light. Whenever, um, you know, I have any speaking engagements on your stage, you should know as well. There's lights on the stage yeah. and everything else is normally dark, all the rooms, whatever you're speaking, even school sometimes. So that was the type of setup. So I remember when I was speaking, I couldn't see anyone in the audience, there about 200 people. But I remember there was a specific man in the, the front of the audience, who was right at the front, and there was not a light, it was like a light was radiating out of him. Then I remember when I was speaking, I heard something tell me, which is of course the Holy Spirit now that I know, saying, look at that man. Now I'm here thinking, who is this guy? I don't know who he is, but something just kept, I literally kept speaking and I could only see him. So of course, cause I can only see him, is if I felt like I could. On, I was speaking to him directly. I remember I get off the stage now and the guy walks up. He walks up and he says, um, so I have to pause because what had happened in the morning before I got there, um, I actually was so fed up, as I said, from smoking, drinking, and that was the actually very morning that I got on my knees and I said, God, I don't know who you are, but if Jesus is the way, you need to show me he's the way. Mm. So that's, you have to, that's a real highlight. Okay. Now fast forward. That man comes on the stage and he says, that was, he, you know, he comes on the stage and the worship comes on and he says, I don't know why I've been feeling this the whole day, but I feel like there was someone that got down on their knees today and asked, who Jesus is. And if this is you, that you came and asked for Jesus to show you who he is today, come up. I said, oh my gosh, she was in my room. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy was in my room. Cause that was my prayer. I get up and I'm running. My best friend, she thought I was a mad woman. Cause she literally saw me get up and run to the altar. So I get up and I run to the altar. And as I'm running, something just hits me. It's like a flood of love and I just can't stop crying. I'm talking about that ugly cry. Another cry that snot is coming up. Mm-hmm. crying mm-hmm. and I'm at the altar and um this is a, a a man who is my spiritual father now and i love him to bits his name's toby Arimi, and he literally um came and bear in mind i don't know who he is he doesn't know who i am i had been writing a book at the time and it was called the to student success mm-hmm. um, and he literally came to me and he prophesied over me and he came and said i believe that god is setting you up for your abcs to your own student success And it was in those moments where I just knew God speaks cause this man doesn't know me. He doesn't know I'm writing a book and he told me the name of my book. He prayed over me, he laid hands on me. And as I was at the altar crying, when he laid hands I literally fell to the ground. I was praying in tongues for about two hours. Wow. It's like I had a real God moment. I had a real encounter and I remember getting up and I ran to him and I said, sir, I don't know who you are but evidently God sent you in my life. And I just wanna let you know that I wanna serve in your ministry. And I've been serving his ministry for about four years now. And that's actually how I came to Christ.
2: Wow, I don't know about you, but whew, that was pretty deep. <laughs> wow, yeah. thank you for sharing that with us, Haley. Okay, I know that one of the things you've struggled with in the past is suicidal thoughts and being at a place of a really depressing place. So tell us a little bit about what led you to that place and what you're doing now to make sure you don't go back to that place. That's a really good question.
1: Um, when did I first, mm, depression, I, I feel like it, I always say with mental health, mental health is a spectrum. We all have mental health, same way, if you as long as you're alive, you have health, you yep. have mental health, yep. right? The same way how one day you might wake up in health and you're great and then it might be the next day where you have cold, right? You might have cold or flu. I mean, especially right now in a pandemic, everyone's saying the world health right now because there's a virus going around. It's a pandemic. But I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, when you have the spectrum, that's how it is with mental health. There might be a day where you wake up great and there might be a day when you gr- wake up you're feeling quite crappy. Yeah. But ultimately, I think it's very important to understand that mental health does not mean depression. Mm-hmm. When you come say, I have mental health, you are basically saying I have a health right. that is mental. Right. Right. And I think a lot of people always get that mixed up. When you have, I say I have mental health issues, that means it's probably been clinically diagnosed or it's been recognized as a mental health issue, whether that's depression, whether that's OCD, whether that's um, anxiety, there's obviously a wide spectrum of what that is. And I think it's very, very important that people know that. Um, So for me, when it comes to depression, I remember when I was around, it was around 17 years old and I was getting really burnt out so you can imagine, as I said, I've been speaking for a while. So I started speaking when I was around 17. And I think what happened is that I was so, I'm, I'm such an ambitious person. Yeah. So I'm very hard on myself as well, cause I want to hit certain goals and targets. And when you're that type of person, I think there's a lot of people that can resonate. Sometimes you don't know when to stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I said, I have energy. <laughs>
2: energy. So for me, I
1: can be literally full blown and I'm running on a two hour sleep. Right. But just because I'm functioning doesn't mean I'm healthy. And I think many people get to a place where they're functioning but they're not fulfilled right and i think what happened is that i was functioning but not fulfilled right and so what happened is i had all these things going on for me i was winning an award um, and you know i've been recognized as i said by like 10 downing street mayor of london as being one of the most influential black entrepreneurs Huffton post i was being recognized going around the world speaking at different places so i had the accolades but i didn't have happiness i didn't have peace and I think ultimately what was going, what was getting to me is that I kept thinking to myself like, I have all these things, but I'm not happy. And I think it's because of the fact that I was so burnt out to the extent I didn't even know.
2: Right.
1: I didn't even know. So I got to a place where I just started thinking, what is the point of life? And I wasn't a Christian, so I didn't know what purpose was. Right. I just felt like I was waking up every single day. And as I said, I was functioning, but not being fulfilled. Right. Fulfillment means that there's something, there's a why, you know why you're here, you mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why I was doing this. Right. I got to a point where I, when I first started speaking, I started speaking for money. I thought, oh, this my teachers started telling me that I used to speak a lot of crap in school. If I could get paid for it, I'm going to do it. That's literally why I got a, the original reason I got into speaking. Right. But even though I'm passionate, I love uplifting, I love motivating, I love inspiring, the reason behind it was, as I said, to function, not to be fulfilled. Right. So I remember when it was around, like, uh, first year of uni, I went to Sussex University, and I remember literally just feeling so burnt out, feeling so overwhelmed. I used to feel like that I could be in a room with thousands of people on a room with so many people and still feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I'd face a heavy racism as well. So me being the only black female in my halls made me feel, oh my gosh. Like, you know, there's certain comments that they said, yeah. underlying microaggression. It made me just feel really, really, really crappy about myself, yeah. made me feel very insecure. And I just started drowning myself in alcohol, like crazy. Yeah. I, was the, I was that freshest girl. And on top of that, I felt like I wanted to fit in. So I wasn't even being myself. So I was doing a lot of things. So I I didn't drink like that before I got to university, but I felt like I needed to, so I could one numb the pain and number two to fit in. So when you feel like you have to fulfill a certain, um, I don't know, role, or you have to kind of be something that you're not, that's actually the thing that kind of got me to a place where I was just like, you know what, you're not happy. And then what happened is that I just started spiraling It got to a point where I just couldn't pretend anymore. I couldn't pretend being happy. So it got to a point where I stopped eating. I remember I dropped two dress sizes. Um, It got to a point when I stopped going to my lectures. Um, Then they started emailing me saying they're going to chuck me out of the uni. So when I'm getting that, that's not motivating me to go in. I'm here thinking, fam, like what is the point of me Mm -hmm. going uni anyway? So I started canceling my speaking engagements and at one point I just came off social media completely for like about four months and around that time I used to literally lay in my bed for weeks, like not leave my room, I literally go to, go to the restroom, come back, my personal hygiene, I'll be honest, went down, the sh- went down the roof, I wasn't showering, brushing my teeth, I wasn't doing, the. I couldn't have the motivation to do these little, little things. Right. My mum didn't speak to me for weeks, then it was just one time she called me and I just thought I want to pick up the phone and I pick up, she's like what's wrong, like I haven't heard from you, what's going on, I just broke down and said I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I, d- I just don't think that life is for me. She drove right up, got me from the university, brought me back home. And you'd think being back at home, it, it got easier. It didn't. It got harder because now I'm starting to feel like I'm a burden. Mm. So I'm seeing my mum is, you know, feed, seeing the depression and you can tell it's upsetting her, my yeah. brother. Um, I'm seeing it affecting them and I'm just here thinking, see, I'm a problem. So now this is when the lies come in and the lies start telling you that you're a problem, that you're not good enough, that mm. you're going to be in this cycle forever. And that is basically how I got into that place. It started literally, as I said, from pretending, Mm -hmm. not knowing what fulfillment felt like, not knowing peace, and then literally just it growing. And I think, you know, when a seed is nurtured, whether it's nurtured in a healthy way or unhealthy way, it's still going to grow. And I think it was just a very unhealthy seed of doubt, insecurity, all these things. And as it started to grow, it just became kind of out of control and it made me get into a really suicidal place.
2: Thank you for sharing that, Haley. And you know, one of the things that just came to my mind now is we have some mothers watching right now, right? Yeah. And I want to know, what would you say to the mother who's watching? What advice would you give her to be mm-hmm. able to, number one, be able to recognise that in her daughter or in her child, and number two, to be able to help and support? What would you say to her?
1: You know, um, I'm trusting that every mother i'm hoping and praying every mother here has the holy spirit yeah the holy spirit my mom was a a very very strong profound christian so um i feel like the holy spirit was given that that nudge if you feel like the holy spirit is speaking you listen (coughs) um and you know the it says in the bible that wisdom is the principal thing yeah it says also in the bible in the book of james that you know if you ask for wisdom he he does not um god does not hold back in wisdom so i say one pray yeah. Pray for wisdom. Pray for your daughter, but pray for wisdom. Yeah. But also number two, one of the things I'll also say is be present. Yeah. The best present is to be present with someone. Yeah. That's the best thing you can be with someone. Speak to them, let them know, ask questions. Don't be, and, and I'm gonna speak, God forgive me, but I'm, I'm saying this from a place of love. I'm gonna speak to my Afro-Caribbean people, the black community specifically, because I feel like it's a taboo subject subjects in our community, let's mm. be real. Or why are you sad for? Like mm. you haven't been through life, you're so young. That was some of the things that I was hearing, not necessarily from my mum, but even aunties and stuff yeah. like that. And I think don't assume, because as soon as you assume that someone shouldn't be upset, because you just because you have the strength to overcome certain things doesn't necessarily mean they have that same strength yeah we have to remember we were born and raised in britain yeah not africa yeah not 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 jamaica not the caribbean so the way that we think or even india wherever you're wherever your your culture's from we've been raised very differently yeah so there's certain things that we face that we don't know how to handle yeah whereas if you saw that back home it's like ah, that was the norm yeah. but for us it's very different yeah so i feel like you know it's important to be present especially right now in the time of the pandemic yeah don't just text someone don't just get caught up on whatsapp yeah facetime them see their face hear the tone of their voice because as soon as you can hear it or you can see on their face that something's upset and yeah. um, someone's upset that's when you will know what to do um so i think be present you know let someone and also i uh, say the last thing is give someone space don't bombard your help i'm here why don't you speak to me you need to speak to me now mm. You are, they're already in a cage. Why? Now you're cage them more. Mm. You need to give them the space to open up. You need to let them feel like they're in control. Hey, I know that right now, you're not going through the best of times, but I want to let you know, I am here for you. So if you need to call, if you need to come into my room, at any given point, I'm here. And you reassure them one or two times. Hey, just checking in, how are you doing? Let them feel like they can come to you in their own time. Because if you come now and do manipulation, if you don't come speak to me, you know you're just going to end up and do that. Mm. Then they're just, you You need to understand when someone's in that state already, they're not thinking straight. Yeah. So now you're already just making them feel more like a burden or, yes. I hope that helps. I hope that helps a mother out there, I really do.
2: Wow. Thank you so much. No, we could sit here and chat forever, but you know, time is precious. So let's move on to the next things. First of all, thank you for sharing that with us. So I want to know, right? So, or we want to know, Haley, you've done a lot, Mm -hmm. right? And you are clearly a woman who is a child of God. You are following the footsteps of the father by God's special grace. Now, we want to know, how do you stay in these big places in these big corporations and still manage to stand tall with confidence? Tell us briefly, how do you manage to do that?
1: Greater is He that's in you, that's in the world. Sorry, say that one more time. Greater is He that's in you, that's in the world.
2: Just one more time, so we can all hear, please. Greater
1: is He that's in you, that's in the world. <laughs> but that's that's a scripture that I live by. But also my favourite scripture is in Romans eight, where it comes and says, "If God stands for you, Come on. who can stand against you?" Come on. When you know the God of the universe, when you know that your God is not just a God, a Lord, He's your Father, you understand that who are you not to be? One of my favourite quotes is by Marion Williamson, and she comes and says, "Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate." our deep sphere that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm. Who are you not to be to let your, your, your light shine? Because as you let your light shine, you give someone else the confidence for them to shine too. As a child of God, you are called to be shining. You are called to be great. You're called to be confident. And people need to understand, me being confident is my evangelism. Woo! There's people who come to me and they're like, I don't know what it is about you. Oh. Even when I do my, 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 you know, my speaking engagements, I was flown out uh, to Microsoft to work with their senior leaders two years ago and the whole room wept. It was like a deliverance because they were so touched that someone could speak to their, I don't, I don't speak to ears, I speak to hearts. As a speaker, I don't speak, I pour. Before I do any speaking engagement, I'm going before God and I'm saying, God, you're a God who speaks. The prophetic is not to show people that, oh, God knows about you. It's to show them that there's a Jesus that loves you so much that he wants to speak directly to you. And if you can show that, you have to be confident. You have to be like, I know my God. It says in the Bible that those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So if I'm there weak, hello, I'm a Christian. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not a Christian. I'm not. I believe in Jesus, but I'm not. A, uh, may I come and say with my chest, I'm a Christian. Come on. I know, my, I, know, I know what he's done for me. and Of course, as I just said, my encounter with the Lord, God knows me, I've got energy. God knew he had to encounter me that way. My, my encounter was very specific to me. Very specific to me. God knew that, because I'm me, I like the supernatural. God knew he, he knew me to be breaking down tongues for <laughs> two hours. Because when I was in that realm as well, I remember I felt like in that realm when I was praying, um, for in, in tongues, I just felt kept seeing visions of things I had been doing wrong. And it's like every sin that had been like shown before me, I just kept hearing the Holy Spirit, but I love you, but I love you, but I love you. And it made me realise that his love, when you radiate and you live in that place, it, it it makes you bold because it's like, I have a God that loves me, I have a God that stands for me. I'm not gonna lie, sorry, CEO, sorry, Big rapper but you are not bigger than my God. Come on. And I face many people that come and say, you can't do this. And I always say this, is, this is where I'm gonna land. The world will remind you of your limitations, but there's a God who will remind you of your possibilities. Can you just say that one more time, please? But the world will remind you of your limitations, but there's a God who will remind you of your possibilities. That's wow. what makes me confident. That there's a God who showed me with man, it's impossible with God, all things are possible.
2: Ladies, please just join me and give her a click of applause, please. <laughs>
1: yeah. Woo! Okay, Hayley.
2: All right. So time is running out. Yes. So we're we're going to wrap up. Yes. And I want to know. So you have recently yes. released Come on. your debut single Whee! called what's it called? Prosper. Prosper. Okay. So we want to know really quickly yes. tell us what is the message you are sending with this
1: new single? Do you know what? A lot of people actually don't know, and you don't know this as well, is that this single, it goes, roll with me, you going to prosper, and i cover the bills, it won't cost you. Because sometimes I eat Dixie, and sometimes, sometimes I eat lobster. lobster. <laughs> if it's business, then holla, <laughs> top scorer, Didier Drogba. Right. So the reason why I even got this lyric is because I have a mentorship group, girls that I mentor, and we, we are very passionate about mentoring, right? Yeah. Especially young females. I have a mentorship group, there's about like 18 of them, ranging from the ages of 14 to about 20. And every single um, uh, session I have with them, I always come say, um, um, Roll with me, you're going to prosper. Ayy. I take your love, sir. Jamie, you know what you want is from Gangsta from Darko, right? So I, make, I just always get that one lyric. So, so, they, so when it was my birthday, my 23rd birthday, they say, Roll with Haley, you're going to prosper. Roll with Haley, you're going to prosper. They made it a song. <laughs> so I made this song for them. Wow. People don't know that this song is actually for my, my mentees. But also it's it's for my females, it's for my sisters. So even the first verse, I'm shouting out all my girls. I'm shouting out my best friend. I'm shouting out Nissi. I'm shouting out Courtney. These are my friends who are doing great things and they're kingdom women as well. And I'm shouting them out saying, hey, let me show you what women are doing in the kingdom. Come on. Let me show you the women who are pushing forth kingdom in different places. Nissi is a great um, TV anchor. She's doing great things. Courtney has an amazing wig line, hair hair company. Um, Fiona, who's my best friend, recently just got signed to, um, she's doing BBC Radio 1 from next month. Come on. These are, all these people who I personally know have the kingdom, great women doing great things. Why are we not talking about it? I'll put it into a song to inspire more women to know that Listen, when you have God, you're gonna prosper. That's what I said, Come roll on. with me. It says where it says in the Bible where Paul comes and says, Follow me as I follow Christ. Come on. That's what I said, roll with me, you're gonna prosper. Cause me I'm taking you to the J taking you to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking you anywhere else. <laughs> so but I had to make it a song because we charted yesterday, thank God. I'm in the charts. Come on. Um number seven at the moment, right now in the UK rap charts. Come on. Complex is on it, Come you know. On. Um by the time that obviously this comes out, you know, BBC One Extra, we've got different things kind of going on, you know. God has been faithful. And when I saw it chart yesterday, um, I said to God, God, why are you putting me in these places where I'm the big, I have big, big artists in my DM. People messaging me like, I want to join your team. I want to manage you. I want to do this. I want to do your marketing. Because where it says in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light shine so that people shall know there's a father in heaven that is a good God.
2: Come
1: on. So for me, I'm like, roll with me, you're going to prosper. I'm saying the lyrics. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I prosper because I have a God that wants us to prosper. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? I'm going to roll with her. Um, it's a prophetic song. I'm declaring, roll with me, you're going to prosper. You know? So for me, um, the song, really, in the message, is for all females out there, ladies out there, to, as I said, do not be surrounded by your limitations. But remember, there's a God who will constantly remind you of your possibilities.
2: Wow. <laughs> Woo! hey Lee Melinda do you know what I just want to I just want to start singing and dancing Come on. that was absolutely incredible I just want to say thank you for blessing us with your oh, presence you. today thank you for your boldness thank you, thank you for your yes Amen. thank you for your inspiration thank you for your boldness thank you for your obedience I feel like I'm about to cry right now but that's okay. I just wanna say thank you. And for the, you know, for the women who are watching right now, who are listening to this, I just pray that this really does inspire you mm-hmm. to live exactly how God has called you to do, to live in the way that he wants you to, because every single one of us, you know, are called for such a time as this. Yes. So Haley, could you just wrap us
1: up in a prayer? Could you just pray yeah, for of us, course. please? You know, I just wanna remind you that this conference is called the Uncommon Women Conference. That means you've been called for a time like this. You know, we think about the people in the Bible, they were born for crisis. We can even look at this pandemic and say, God, why is this pandemic happening? Or we can ask ourselves, God, why am I here for this time? What solution am I meant to bring? And I just pray for every single woman here that you'll be reminded that you are born for a time like this, that you are born to be a solution. Mm -hmm. I pray that God's going to give you the wisdom for you to be a solution to the world. And for many people, I just sense there's some people here that feel I'm not called to the church. Well, let me just tell you the church is called to you. The church is there to equip you. It says in the Bible that God gave apostles, teachers, pastors to equip the saints to be having the sending out. So even if you feel like you're not called to the church, the church is called to you. And I pray that you are listening to this conference and being edified because this is what it's about, about being edified to go out to the world and to equip people to know that Jesus is Lord. So I pray that you're going to have the boldest and where we even have audacious women, audacious conversations. I pray that you're conversations will shift and that you're going to be having kingdom conversations, not conversations that are church centred, but kingdom centred, that we are coming together to really push forth the kingdom. I pray for boldness and I just pray for anyone here that even feels like they're depressed anyone with any anxiety, any fear, says that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. I pray the same peace that God has given me, the same love I encountered through Jesus Christ. I pray the very same thing to you. And I believe that I don't have to lay hands on you. I don't have to even touch the screen, but the spirit of God is a God that is able to move without Amen. anyone doing any impartation. Amen. So I pray right now, even as I speak by those hearing the sound of my voice, that the spirit of God shall be able to move in your room and bless you. Amen. We bless every single person listening right now in in jesus name amen
2: amen amen wow thank you Haley. thank you, thank you. Thank ladies you. enjoy the rest of the day hope you've enjoyed the message if you want more information please log on to our website at uncommonwomanconference.co.uk god bless you